0: to The Outcast, the podcast that is giving a voice to anyone who has ever felt like an outsider or an outcast. I want this to be a safe place, a safe haven, a place of sharing and learning and healing. And if you're with us for part one of this series, we talked to Pastor Mary Raymond, pastor of Tree of Life Community in Dayton, Ohio. She is back with us for part two of this series on spiritual inclusiveness. Mary, welcome back to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here.
0: You have uh, quite an interesting background, Mary. Let's recap everybody in case they missed uh, the last episode. But you do some some really wonderful things in your uh, spiritual community there and La- Tree of Life. But also, uh, you work very well with, with the community in general, including the Dayton police there. And, and with uh, not only victims, but also within the police department. I find that very interesting. Y- you really
1: do have quite a heart for outreach. I do. You know, I don't. I guess I don't see it as outreach. I see it as connection. Mm, right? Like yeah. we're all connected and they're part of what I feel we're called to right now is is to really recognize that we are one, that humanity is one. So it's not to me it's not outreach. It's it's truly being present with my comrades on the journey cuz we're all together in this. So very
0: true, so very true. The outcast podcast is supported by Richmond to DC Help Most folks who work here love living here and that makes a difference. At Richmond to DC com, they're proud to work the hometown advantage around the clock. Connecting local employers to local job seekers. richmond to 2 Helpwanted.com makes it easy to post a job, and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. And if you're looking for a good local job, search jobs and apply online right now. Get the advantage of finding a job close to home at Richmond2DCHelpWanted.com. to Local jobs that work. We started talking a little bit about uh, spiritual inclusiveness, and it's such a big topic, I know. Uh, there's a lot to it, a lot of moving parts to it, no doubt about it. Really wanted to kind of focus on a lot of the the people who have felt left out, Mary. A lot of people who have felt like they uh, maybe tried to uh, attend a church and and felt pushed out because of where their background, because of uh, of uh, who they decide the, to be with in a relationship, because of who they are as a person, uh, because of you know any any of those things. There's so many things that people have felt pushed away because of and that has caused a lot of uh, trouble over many many years obviously uh you know in our communities but i feel like now mary with the political climate and that going on in the mix and that in our spiritual community i feel like somehow we just all need a moment of okay where can we reset where can we go where can we go to say I need to be around people who I'm okay being around. Where is the safe place? There's a lot of those questions out there that I'm seeing and I know you probably are hearing a lot of it too.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I you know, frankly, my church has grown during this time and I think it's because people are looking for uh they're looking they're hungering to have a sense of belonging and connection because It seems like, at least, you know, with the 24-7 news, that we're not connected, that, you know, that there's more and more division and fragmentation. And so I do think people are looking for those places where they can experience a regroup, a remembering, a a coming back together, not only with other people, but with themselves, right? Because it's not like... Uh, we're just divided among each other. I think people are feeling divided in themselves. Yeah, They want change but they don't know exactly how they want change. They're not satisfied with, you know, how things are happening but feel powerless to make real change. So I agree with you, I think. And I think it's it's a can be a fertile time for spiritual communities.
0: I think it because would,
1: there is such a hunger.
0: I think it would be very interesting to uh, have uh, interesting and probably surprising, and maybe even relieving in some regards. But to have a little earpiece in every church on Sunday mornings uh, these days, just to see what the what the climate is, what the conversation is uh, around uh, politics and around um, the the mood of the. World right now. I mean, a lot of it is based around fear, and and a lot of it is based around things that we see some of our leaders doing, things that we hear them saying, and and a lot of it's very disturbing. And how do you take that home and internalize that with your family and your safe place and your children? And then you know, how do you translate that then to your church and? I, I mean, it's being addressed, I, I would think, in, in a lot of churches, in a lot of different ways, and that can cause some divisiveness.
1: No doubt. I mean, I, I think we have to be really careful. You know, my my church, Tree of Life Community, we're, we're not a very big place. We have about 125 members, so we're not that big. But, you know, we have people there who voted for Trump, yeah. and And yet we're a largely progressive community. And my heart would be broken if we lost those people in this in this time because, you know, they help me they help me practice what I preach. And they just said, you know, it's really about love and acceptance and, you know, loving a person as they are without asking them to change. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing of the spiritual journey. That's the entire thing. You no, know, but it's hard because we are so divisive, and I think fear is one of the things that keeps us locked into those uh sides you know locked into sides of who's right and who's wrong, who's good, who's evil, and that's not new right right I mean that's not new if right. you think back even even to you know when Jesus walked the earth, one of the things that he said most was fear not, right? So That's it's true. always been uh, sort of the role, in my, in my opinion, of the spiritual community to call us to courage. And courage, you know, comes from Latin, uh, a word that means heart. So it's to have heart. And that's what we're missing so much right now, is heart. We're missing heart in our politics. We're missing heart, you know, in this whole realization of, of uh, how women have been treated over the years. What's, what's missing there? Heart, recognition that, that we are one, that I am you and you are me. And if I feel pain, then you're in pain.
0: So true, you know, and I, I'm thinking while you were you, you were saying that I'm thinking about the I don't know if you've seen it or not, but the Sarah Silverman show on on Hulu, and I, and I'm thinking about how she has made it a point, even though she's extremely progressive and extremely liberal, and you know she's uh, mm-hmm. a, a, a you know very much vocal about all of that. She's made it a point with this show to go and just pick up all of the barriers and say, you know what I want, to sit down mm-hmm. and have dinner with a family full of Trump voters. I want to sit down and have a conversation uh-huh. with, a, with a group of firefighters from uh, this particular town who all, for the most part, uh, you know, don't believe in in gay marriage rights. I mean, these are the conversations that right. I think people are afraid to have, and she's doing it, and at the end of it, they're hugging and, and having a fantastic time, and, and, and she, they're inviting her back. I mean, it's it's one of those those times where it's like right. oh we can sit down with each other
1: yes we can and i think we've forgotten that we can and not only that it can be it can be rich yeah you know it can be it can be meaningful you know but part of it is is that we got to stop taking things so personally right 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 it's like things get that that taking things personally get gets in our way it gets You know, because we're bringing our story and our assumption to the encounter. Where if we could, if we can really be open, then there's a possibility of really connecting, of really experiencing an intimate moment with someone or something that is profoundly different from us. And that, that is a remarkable experience because that's when we know that. That we are that we are part of something larger than ourselves,
0: and we're opening ourselves and that we up belong, to belong. Yes, right? exactly, and we're opening ourselves up to learning something uh, possibly that we didn't know,
1: right? That we didn't understand. Yes,
0: when we talked, Pastor Mary uh, uh, last week about uh, some of the uh, divisive nature, divisive uh, things that that mm. people have found in churches, I, I want to kind of just jump right on to our the title of the uh, this series which is spiritual inclusiveness and I want to talk a little bit about the actual yeah. word inclusion and the word exclusion and and, and how they are different mm-hmm. because I think that that's a very important conversation to have around this and as general uh, as like a, a general nature even in my childhood I saw this firsthand uh, and I'm sure you, you have as well most most religions in the past at least uh, and even some today teach that one religion is right and one mm-hmm. religion is wrong and mm-hmm. one is superior to the mm-hmm. other and it gives this whole sense of uh, competition where members of that religion or denomination have to convert others and exclude outsiders and deny any sort of beliefs that are different do you see that as something that's getting better right now or is you know, from your vantage point, what what is it the same? Because you know, it was very loudly pronounced when I was a kid.
1: Hmm. Yeah, same here. Same here. And it, yeah, and I do think it still is in in especially mainline traditions, right? Um, I, I hate, that's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough question yeah. because it's just something I I personally cannot abide. <laughs> I just can't believe that, uh, you know, a God who would give us a creation that is extravagantly diverse would say there's only one way. Yeah. I I just, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. So, you know, I just have a hard time with it. I just, it makes me say, makes me want to question, you know, the foundations of those religions, yeah. really, because it just seems uh, the antithesis, for example, of, of Jesus' message, if we're talking about Christianity. And if we're talking about Judaism, it certainly doesn't seem... I mean, you know, Abraham and Moses, and they were all told to set out to leave what they knew, right, for something that they didn't know, right, for the unknown. And that's, that's what we're all called to do, is to set out on this journey that we call life for, and leave what we know. Because it's in experiencing and putting ourselves with people that we don't know, um, that aren't familiar to us, that make us uh, expand, that challenge us, that make us say, who am I? You know? And those are the questions we need to be asking. Um, So I I have a really hard time with those denominations that say there's only one way and, you know, in Christianity's case, you know, that Jesus is is the only way. I just, I think we have to question everything now. And I'm not sure that that kind of dogma is helping us as as a human species.
0: It just makes me burn a little bit inside where I feel like, when i want i would just want to sit down with those religious organizations and the leaders of that and i want to say mm-hmm. but don't you want me in your church but don't you want to minister to me as well so why would you be so divisive and say no this is the only way
1: right i mean I, and i think that's what i i think that's what we have to do i mean i think we truly have to question those traditions now, because the dogma that is being served up as truth is adding to the fragmentation of the world, and you can't you cannot tell me that any of uh, the sort of the seeds of religious tradition was about us and them, yeah, it was always about um stepping over that border and saying, "We are one." You know, we are one, and so we have to get to those places where we can see that we are one and treat each other from that place, you know, from the golden rule. And, and I think that's what we have to, as as humans, we have to call the traditions back to that and maybe have to start letting go of them mm. if they're not helping us as a human species. And I don't know that they are.
0: So true. That's powerful. Pastor Mary Raymond is my guest, and we uh, are on uh, part two here of this series talking about spiritual inclusion. We're having a very, very interesting uh, discussion around this, and I hope that you are uh, that you are getting something out of this, and certainly uh, feeling inspired to maybe think a little more on these things. You know, Mary, I read a, uh, an article a few weeks ago uh, that asked some very strong, powerful questions that just really made me think. And I thought, boy, I hope some of the area churches get these questions asked to them sometimes. And uh, some of these, these questions I just wanted to to read off to you and see maybe what your, uh, what your take was on Mm -hmm. it. But uh, does your spiritual group need to widen the circle? Yeah, should we erase the chalk lines for good? Um or or in some cases mm-hmm. should we uh pull up the cement chalk lines that you made? But some churches will never mm-hmm. some churches will never do this, Mary, and some churches will never ask themselves this question. So as a community, should some should some of us be asking them these questions?
1: Yes. <laughs> I absolutely I think so. You know, uh, the, the whole question reminds me of this sort of uh, spiritual exercise we do at Tree of Life occasionally, and uh, I call it um, my kind, okay? So I'll have people, will gather in a circle, and I'll have people after my sermon, and I will have talked about the people who are on the fringes and marginalized and left out, people that we want to say, you know, I'm not them, I'm not like them and invite people to to name them, either by name or by role, right? And after each person is named, we say, my kind, and with with a movement of our hands to our heart, as if to widen our circle. Oh, wow. And the crazy thing is, is that you can feel it in your heart, like you can feel it when somebody says somebody, you know, a name or a role of a person uh that you don't want in your heart you can feel it you can there's a physical feeling to it and it's a really hard exercise because we're as, I'm asking people to say who are the people that you refuse to bring to your heart those are the people that we've got to start saying they're my kind they are my kind we are in this together and um and it's really hard to do <laughs> it's really hard to do i can imagine but yeah if our churches aren't wide, widening our circles then something's wrong like we're we're missing the message completely in my opinion
0: yeah no i i completely agree with you and and i'm just sitting here picturing this uh this exercise that you guys do i i can only ma- imagine that that's that's quite emotional
1: oh it is and you know uh I got close to doing it again recently, and somebody in the congregation said, "Oh my God, I feel my kind coming on." <laughs> and and you know, it's a hard time to do it because yeah. somebody is inevitably going to name somebody's going to name Trump, and that's going to be course, hard. Yeah, that's gonna yeah. Be a test, you yeah. know. And frankly, I feel it in my heart where I'm like, I I have emotions when I see that man on TV that yeah. I've never had before. And so it's making me say, okay, if I can feel this way and I don't want to, I mean, I'm somebody who for my whole life has been trying to take the log out of my own eye, if you will, you know, Right. and yet I still feel content. So what's that mean? That means that I can't point the finger at anyone else. I've got to do the work of transformation in my own heart. I have to, we have to, and that's, that's, really does come back to befriending ourselves and our neighbor and really befriending people, right? I live in a neighborhood that now has mostly um, Russian Turk immigrants. And to befriend a Russian Turk immigrant in a working-class neighborhood in Dayton, Ohio, is, first of all, it says something. But second of all, it's a different level of commitment, Right, because they need help. They need help traversing right. the system. They need help uh, connecting locally. You know, and so it's a different response. But that's to me, that is the spiritual invitation of this time. Because we want to say, everyone, he's my enemy, she's my enemy. So how do we counter that? What's what's the medicine we need? We need compassion, right? You know, and that takes courage. And that takes heart. Takes a lot of uh, all
0: of those things, no doubt about it. Um, some of the uh, the the things that we've been talking about, mentioning uh, some of the organizations, religious organizations, or even uh, specific denominations that have um, yeah. thrown up some of these boundaries around uh, so many different groups. And and I, I I I know this is probably going to to send an emotional charge uh, to you as well as to me as well as to, to a lot of people listening, but I wanted to, um, I wanted to address this because I had one of our listeners actually bring this to my attention. And these are the things that I know people are facing all the time as they approach new churches, new spiritual groups that they're trying to become a part of and find a family in and find that compassion uh, for themselves. And this is one of the things that they that they showed me. And I'm quoting from an article from one particular denomination. And I won't name the denomination, but from one particular denomination and their ethics and religious site. And this came from uh, 2015. I'm not sure how much has changed for them since then. I, I'm guessing from what I know, probably not much. But uh, which is unfortunate. But here's here's the quote right here. The LGBTQ movement sees exclusion as evil. But in fact, it's a good thing. It's a protection. In fact, the moment you are excluded is a great opportunity for growth. Now there are that's the end of the quote. There are a lot of of denominations within the umbrella of Christianity that wear this exclusion label with pride and say things like this, and mm-hmm. they are mm-hmm. they are I feel like talking talking down to a lot of groups, not just the LGBTQ, uh, even though that was mentioned there. They're 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 talking about a lot of groups that say, "Listen, if we exclude you, there's a reason, and you need to change."
1: Right. Well, th- this is. This is what I know from my own spiritual experiences, right? I, growing up and in the Catholic Church, and being a lesbian, and trying to find my way into ministries from all of that. Um, I, you know, I had to really do some soul searching. I mean, I had to really do some soul searching, and not just you know one retreat or you know couple days. I mean, years of time of discernment um to say, you know, is the, do my beliefs resonate with my being? Do they resonate with what I really believe? Right. And who is this God that I believe in? And do I really believe that God would have me a loving God if we say that God is love, uh that God would would have me on the outside of things, you know? And I'm I'm always brought back to Psalm 139, you know, God knows me. God knows me inside and out. God made me, you know. Uh, So if God made me, then, and I know how God feels about God's creation, then I know I'm good. And we have to come back to that. I just think we have to stop uh, looking for even religions to tell us what what is true because they have an agenda too. Yeah. You know, and that's maybe one of the hardest realities that I had to come to, you know, was that when and I I see a difference, you know, I I feel like there's there's corporate religion. Yes. And I don't want to be part of that because that the corporate religions are going to protect the institution. And I don't I don't think God would have that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I think do. God yes. wants us to protect each other, right? And to pre- protect life and creation and and the planet, even. And uh, and so I think we have to really question, really, what, how, you know. And I, you know, it's controversial to say it, but are the mainline traditions helping us be fully human? Yes. Or are they? Putting up more barriers to us and to our connection, and not just with each other, but I mean, you know, the mainline tradition, even on how we how we treat creation, you know, has said that we are dominators of it. We're to be dominant, and that's we got to question all that. We have to question it, um, and I think we're in a time, you know, where because of the extremes, that people are starting to question some things, and I hope. I hope that we will continue to do that. I
0: think people have been very afraid to question um, for, for many reasons, obviously, in many situations. But so much is going on in our climate. I mean, I'm thinking about politically, I'm thinking about spiritually, but I'm, I'm also thinking about the Me Too movement. I'm also thinking uh, about the Time's Up movement. Right. I, I'm also thinking about all of those things and thinking right. we are in a time where we can feel strength Uh, especially in numbers with, with other people standing with us, but we can feel strength in questioning, in saying, hey, maybe this isn't right for me. Maybe something else is right. Maybe there are some things we need to let go of and some new things we need to adopt. Maybe there are some honest truths that we need to just say, but whatever the case may be, what an interesting time we are in to feel empowered to do so.
1: Oh, I agree. I agree. I I feel like this is a very, very fertile time, and it is a time, uh, at least my hope is, that it is a time that there will be real transformation, that it won't just be, you know, sort of, you know... Giving it lip service—that it will be real transformation. I also believe that it is time that that women have to have a role in this. That yeah. it, we can't take the back seat. Right. That we we have to continue to stand up, and because we've been put on the fringe in all in all the mainline traditions of, of religion, we were we've been put on the fringe. Yeah. And yet, even you know, even in the scriptures, you women know, were trying to you know, the men decided what scriptures went in there, and they, you know, tried their best to keep women out of it, but women kept showing up. And so that tells me that, that you know, it's it's part of what has to happen for us to be whole and healthy and to recover uh, the divinity that was incarnated in humanity.
0: So true and so powerful. Uh, and past- we can do it. And we can do it. You're absolutely right, Pastor Mary Raymond. Uh, if we're ever in uh, Dayton, Ohio, we should swing swing by and see you over at Tree of Life. I, I know you guys have a a, a great website. Do you want to tell everybody where they could get in touch with you and where they can
1: find you guys? Absolutely, we are Tree of Life Community, a Unitarian Universalist congregation, and so our website is TLC uu.org. And uh, we do record my sermons, so you can listen to some of my sermons and get a flavor for what our community is is truly about. And uh, if you are in Dayton, we are located in the heart of the city on East 5th Street and would love to have you.
0: Awesome tlcuu.org. What a uh, what a, what a what a great uh, website initials to be able to have. <laughs> I like
1: that a lot. <laughs> uh TLCUU. We are we are we're TLC, tlc and we are, we are known as TLC and and I just love that cuz that's what I think we have to bring to humanity today is TLC
0: no doubt about that pastor mary raymond uh, you've been a, a fantastic guest and this has been very informative so thank you from the bottom of my heart i appreciate it very much
1: well thank you so much for having me it's truly an honor to um be included in in this and and uh I'd be happy to come back. You just let me know when.
0: We'll be happy to have you. This is the Outcast. I stand with you. I stand for you. Thanks for listening. And be sure to email me anytime with your thoughts and, of course, your story. I would love to hear it. That's D-E-E at WBQB.com. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by the host and guests on this podcast are their own and not necessarily those of Centennial Broadcasting.